Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Christmas week edition of Believe in Betting LA. This is episode 26. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Lewart. We're recording this one Monday, December 23rd. Wednesday, of course, is Christmas, so our stomachs are very empty right now, Chris. We want to be satiated by food. We want to be satiated by family. We want to be satiated by football. We just had a great opening week of the bowl season. Both of us, uh, well, not really with winning records, but neither one of us did poorly, which is, I think, a win in college football uh, bowl extravaganzas. How are you doing, Chris? I know you're, you're waiting to get back to a, a family party here, so we'll try to keep this one brief. But how are you? Uh, doing well. Two things I enjoy uh, at this time of year is there's no questioning about drinking. It's just it's 2 p.m. and somebody just yells, I'm opening wine. Um, <laughs> with your nobody, family. I mean, yeah. times are flowing. Nobody, yeah, nobody questions that. Uh, and the other thing is, as you said, I went five, six, and one, which is a losing record. But the reason this is vintage stag capital and why I bring it up is why shopping for value is just so, so important. I did win the Raiders money line plus 265. So even though I went five, six, and one, I had enough money down on that game that I'm actually up a few coins. So value, 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 folks. You don't actually necessarily have to post a winning record to make a little bit of money. And when you can mitigate those losses, life is good. And it's also an important lesson if you really like a team and you like the spread. We, we both like the Raiders a lot here. You're the only one that had the balls to take the money line. So it's, it's a good thing. You know, sometimes, like you said, you have to just go ahead and take a big swing because you've got the plus 265. That's a huge one to offset a few of your losses here. I went 6-6, six and six, but I did not take the money line. So you actually ended up profiting more than I did, even with a slightly better record than you. So like Chris said, he's 5-6-1 so far in bowls. We picked 13 of them on last episode, number 25. But BYU-Hawaii is going to kick off in about an hour here. So we do not have a record from that one. You went 5-6-1. I went 6-6. Six six. Uh, so both of us, you know, fairly decent. Let's move on. Let's talk about we're going to talk about here uh, the games on December 26th on Thursday, the day after Christmas, and December 27th, the Friday after Christmas. We will be back sometime later this week to break down uh, some of the rest of the bowl games. There's obviously a lot of heavy hitters on December 28th, so we'll try to get that one published for you guys later this week. But moving on here, we're going to make this one a quick one so you can all get back and enjoy the holidays with your family. We're talking about the walk-ons, Independence Bowl, December 26th. That is Louisiana Tech against Miami of Florida. The Hurricanes are six-point favorites. The over-under in this one, Chris, is 50. This one's from Independence Stadium in Shreveport, Louisiana. Again, this one's the day after Christmas at 4 o'clock Eastern from Shreveport, Louisiana. What's your pick here? Louisiana Tech, Miami. Uh, the walk-ons bowl, is that a shoe company or a recruiting service is what I want to know. Very few walk-ons playing for Miami, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you ain't you ain't going to Miami unless you're getting paid, I'll tell you that much right now. Um, nothing wildly offsides uh, in this game. I actually like Louisiana Tech uh, as a program, actually. Louisiana Tech is somebody I've profited off of quite a bit. You had a good uh, season. Yeah, the past few years um, seem in one of those bowl teams. I, you know, I don't know. I'm I could, could, completely making this up, but I feel like they show up in bowl season. So I wish the value uh, lay in betting on them in some way, shape, or form. I could make an argument for the money line, but in this case, I'm going to do everybody's favorite thing and just take the over 
So I'm going to take L La Tech Miami over 50. Get better than minus 110 over 50. We, we talked about this on the first episode, of Chris, uh, episode 25, we started talking about bowls. But really, when it comes down to bowl games, the reason why it's so difficult is there's a couple of different factors. Number one is which team is going to be motivated. In this game, I think we're going to see Louisiana Tech as the more motivated team. They're playing in their home state. Miami's got a couple of guys, uh, including a star receiver, sitting out this game. I don't think Miami, after a disappointing season, uh, is going to be very excited to play in the Walk-On's Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. Meanwhile, Louisiana Tech... Uh, you know, should be should have a motivational edge in this one. They're playing in front of their home crowd. They're the underdog. And Skip Holtz, their head coach, is seven and three straight up in bowl games. He's an underdog here, so they have a chance to win this one outright. I'm gonna go ahead and lock it in. Louisiana Tech plus six. We're moving on talking about the Quick Lane Bowl. This one is also on December 26. Pittsburgh taking on Eastern Michigan. This one's from Ford Field. Will be inside the dome there in Detroit. Pittsburgh's an 11 and a half point favorite. The over under in this one is 49. Do you like the underdog in this one as well? Yes, I do. Get out of here with that 11-point favorite. Come on. Um, no chance. The value lies. I'm Right now, I'm seeing Eastern Michigan at plus 102. If I can get even money and 11 points, no problem. And again, this is one of those. You, Pittsburgh is a, is a pretty big-time program. Eastern Michigan, more of a mid-major. I love Eastern Michigan, uh, especially playing in the home state. Uh, I think they're going to show up. I'll take 11 points all day. All right, well, I'm also going to take the underdog in this one. But before we move on and continue to talk about this one, I want to talk about our sponsor, and that is, again, 8sleep.com. Let's talk about sleep here, Chris. During the holidays, it can be difficult to get sleep. you got in-laws, you got traveling, you got all kinds of other problems. Listen to these studies from both Harvard and John Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. None of those things which you want at any point in your life, certainly not at this age. We all need, Chris, eight hours of sleep. And the problem with sleep sometimes, among many other things, of course, is that the temperature can affect the way in which you sleep and the way in which you get to sleep. It's tough to get good sleep if you're too hot or you're too cold. I want to tell you, Chris, as I have the last several episodes, about the pod by 8Sleep. It is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by those aforementioned sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and even will adjust the temperature automatically. So if your partner likes the bed cool, you like the bed hot, Chris. We know that you like the hot side of the bed. It can have both at the same time. And of course, the bed is an award-winning and very comfortable bed. As we mentioned last time, they did sell out of their first two batches, so they're going quickly for a limited time. For just for listening to this pod, Chris, you can get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com pro. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com pro. So go ahead and get a good night's sleep, all you sleepy kids out there this time of year. Now, I also like the underdog in this one here, the quick lane ball, Chris. And the reason why is simply because a Pittsburgh offense getting 11.5 points, you don't want to lay 11.5 points for a team only averaging 20 total points. Yes, this Pittsburgh defense under coach Pat Narduzzi is very, very good. They're very strong. I expect them to win this game. However, I do not expect it to be by 12 or more points. So I'm going to go ahead and take Eastern Michigan here plus 11.5 again. I do think Eastern Michigan, which is right down the street from Detroit, will have a motivational edge. They may have a crowd advantage. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to send very many fans to the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. I don't think a lot of Pittsburgh fans are planning their holidays around this one. So go <laughs> ahead and take Eastern Michigan plus 
Moving on to the Military Bowl presented by Northrick Grumman. Usually this one does sometimes have a military team involved, one of the academies. This time it does not. We have North Carolina, the Tar Heels, taking on Temple. The Owls, Carolina is a four-and-a-half-point favorite, and the total is 53. What are your thoughts here on this one, Carolina and Temple? I kind of wonder why Northrop is sponsoring a bowl game. They're not a consumer-facing company. So who exactly are you advertising to here? Who, what, what kind of name recognition do you need? I'm pretty sure defense contractors and the government already know you're around there. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't get it. Uh, as far as the game goes, I've got North Carolina minus 4.5. I'm seeing it at minus 106 right now. So make sure you're getting better than minus 110 on that. As far as the game goes, I haven't seen a single snap of Temple football. I did watch North Carolina almost upset Clemson. I think Mac Brown is probably paying for another contract. I know he got a one-year extension. I think he probably wanted that to be like a three-year extension uh, for a guy that's in the in the twilight of his career. So I think he's going to have his players ready. I think UNC is probably a more talented team. Uh, and my value right now is at UNC minus four half. Way too much agreeing on this podcast because I'm right? also going to take Carolina minus four and a half. And this one, uh, these are great stats that come from Brad Powers. I've mentioned him many times in this podcast, but he uh, runs the Dream Preview in the RJ Bell pregame.com uh, bet podcast. And, and Brad Powers had a great handicap in this game in particular. He's fading Temple head coach Rod Carey. Now, granted, all of these stats I'm about to give you came at a different job, a different place, Northern Illinois for Rod Carey, but he, in bowl games, is 0-6 straight up, losing by 25 points a game. And against the spread, Chris, he's 0-6 as well, failing to cover by over 18 points a game. So he has not been close, not even close to expectations in these bowl games here. And the MAC uh, also has not been good in bowl games as well. Of course, Temple not in the MAC. Uh, but I do like Carolina here, as you mentioned. Mac Brown feeling good, got the extension. This is a very talented team. Let's not forget here that Sam Howell, true freshman quarterback for Carolina, those extra three weeks of practices I think are going to give him a lot of help as well. There's a lot of good vibes with this Carolina program, as you mentioned. Uh, they almost beat that Clemson team. It's, I think it's the, kind of the only memory that either one of us have, or the whole public really has for this Carolina team, and, and actually for the Clemson team as well. Only one, uh, The only game anyone seems to remember for both those teams is that very close win for Clemson. So I'm going to go ahead and take Carolina minus four and a half here as well. This one is in Annapolis, Maryland, uh, noon Eastern on the 27th, I believe. Or is this on the 26th? No, 27th. It is the 27th. Okay, glad you're looking at the calendar. Uh, we're moving on. We're talking about the new era pinstripe bowl. It's always one of my favorite games to watch. I love seeing uh, the, the 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 game there in Yankee Stadium. This one's Michigan State four point dog, or excuse me, four point favorite taking on the ACC foe Wake Forest. So Michigan State a four point favorite. The total in this one's fifty and a half. This one's of course from Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, three twenty p.m. Eastern. What are your thoughts? Your Big Ten ACC clash. I get this feeling we might agree on this one again, which is could spell disaster. This is either going to be the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. Uh, so I'm going to take, if you have the little drop down in your book of choice, if they let you choose sometimes in major games, you know, three point, three and a half, four point drop down, I'm going to take Michigan State minus three half at minus 114. I normally hate those half points, but in this case, it is a very good value, and that is where I'm going to put my money down, especially in a coach who needs a win, I think. Exactly well said. I've been fading this Michigan State team since about the third week of the season. They've been a disaster. It was one of the teams that I liked 
their season total over the beginning of the year because I thought this is a very talented team. They were going to come back and have a good year. A lot of people like them as a sleeper, believe it or not, in the Big Ten East, but they had a terrible season. They got dominated by every opponent they faded that was any sort of uh, real opponent. A lot of players transferred from this team. A lot of speculation that this would be the end of the road for Coach D'Antonio. But I do think they're going to they're gonna come back and salvage the season here with this win. Wake Forest, as we've seen, the ACC outside of Clemson just was terrible this season. I, you know, There's a lot of good vibes with this program with Wake Forest, but I like Michigan State to come back here, be the physical team, be a team that comes out there and makes you forget sometimes about a really bad regular season. The Big Ten was very, very good last year in bowl season. I expect that to be, again, the case this season. So I'm going to go ahead and fade against this, this ACC foe, and I'm going to take Michigan State, even though uh, I have a very bad taste in my mouth, even just saying that with how bad they've been this year. So I don't love it, but I'm going to go ahead and lean here. Spartans, minus four in the pinstripe bowl from Yankee Stadium. Here we go. Here's a good a good name here. The Academy Sports Plus Outdoors Texas Bowl. This is from NRG Stadium <laughs> in Houston, Texas. Nice. Oklahoma State, Texas A&M. So two, uh, two, two, two teams that are going to have some great fan bases there in the Houston area. A&M is a six-and-a-half point favorite in this one. The over-under is 54, 6.45 p.m. Eastern for this one, again, from Houston, Texas. Who you got here, Cowboys and Aggies? Uh, this one pains me because I am a big Mike Gundy fan. Uh, ever since I'm a man, man. I'm, I'm 40. Uh, I think he's probably like this, 50 that's now. That's like 11 but, years ago, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the guy. I love the mullet. Um and, you know, my heart of hearts, I, I feel like he's one of those guys running a clean program, right, doing everything on the up and up and uh, is a great guy. But uh, numbers don't lie here, Mike. I got to go where the calculator, where the math tells me to go. So I'm taking A&M minus six half, minus 110, just too good to pass up. Yeah, I like Mike Gundy, too. I mean, who doesn't? The guy's got a mullet. He's got the most great. epic rant of all time. These are great. two former Big 12 foes, of course, when A&M uh, was still a part of that conference, which they, of course, left for the SEC. I think it was in 2011 here. Uh, it's really interesting. Mike Gundy called this A&M team the best 7-5 team in the history of college football, which <laughs> may or may not be the case. I don't know if that's hyperbole or not. Obviously, A&M faced a difficult schedule. Their five losses. Uh, one of them, obviously, was to Clemson as well. So four SEC losses and one to Clemson. So, you know, a difficult schedule. Are they the best 7-5 team of all time? Uh, that's not Imp- something impossible I'm to know. <laughs> that's not something I'm willing to debate. <laughs> but I do, I do like A&M this game. They typically face when they face teams that are that are not very good. They sometimes struggle, but I think they're going to go ahead and take care of business here against Oklahoma State. This is a team in Oklahoma State that I backed uh, in the Bedlam Bowl, and they did not cover that game. So a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth on the Cowboys. Both these teams can score though, so I'm going to go ahead and take this as a tease. I like AM to win the game outright, so I'm getting them at minus half a point, so basically money line. And I'm going to go ahead and take the over 48. So I think AM and the SEC reign supreme here. AM minus half a point and the over 48. So I'm taking the SEC in that one. We're moving on. We're talking about the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. That's the longest name I think we've seen. Five total names in the sponsor there. The Holiday Bowl, of course, from the formerly Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego. Now I think it's the uh, whatever SDCCU stands for, San Diego Christian something. Or, uh, it's, it's, not, it's some it's, sort of it's a credit union, right? Yeah, it's, it's a credit it's union. Still, it's still the Coliseum to me, no matter who's playing. <laughs> this one's actually a pretty good game. We got the Fighting Trojans. So, of course, the first and only L.A. team that's playing in a bowl game this year. SC taking on Iowa from the Big Ten. 
Iowa is a two-point favorite. The total in this one is 52. This one, again, is from the Coliseum Hesty CCU Stadium in San Diego, formerly Qualcomm. This is the only time we're going to talk about SC the rest of the year. What do you think they're going to do in this game, Chris? That's right. Um, what do I think? I think uh, Mr. Haley uh, can't believe he's got another contract uh, going on, although I feel like that's a, uh, that's a punt. Um, or Helton, sorry, Haley, Helton. Haley, you can't remember his yeah. name. He's that, yeah. he's that forgettable. That's, that's how rememberable he, <laughs> memorable he is to me. Um, I think he's playing with house money. I don't think SC is particularly interested in this game. Uh, I do think they probably are a better team than Iowa. But uh, in my experience in the Big Ten is the Big Ten takes their bowl games real seriously, especially a program like Iowa. And if you're in San Diego, there's going to be about a million people wearing Iowa gear wandering around San Diego because this is the most important thing they're going to do all year. So I think Iowa is going to play really hard. I've taken Iowa minus two at minus 107. So again, get better than minus 110. I think Iowa's going to play hard for four quarters. I think SC is going to hawk it downfield a few times. And if they can't get out ahead, they're just going to quit. Definitely. Um, yeah, this is a huge game for Iowa. And typically, Iowa's one of the best prepared teams in bowl season. They come on, they consistently year after year uh, are very, play very competitive bowl games. As I say that, I remember how uncompetitive that Rose Bowl was a few years ago when they placed, uh, they, they faced Chris McCaffrey in the Stanford Cardinal. They got absolutely obliterated in that game, which I, I remember it so well because it's one of the few times I can remember Iowa not being competitive in their bowl game. Kirk Ferentz, 10-6 and six against the spread in bowl games. Clay Helton, only 1-3 against the spread in bowl games. I was actually at this game, uh, I think it was four years ago, where SC uh, played Wisconsin, my Badgers, and we beat SC in this very game. The number I want to focus here, again, this is from Brad Powers, 317-1. Chris, can you guess what that record is? 317-1. Is that in games playing universities that begin with a letter U? <laughs> that is not. That is the Pac-12 <laughs> conference record against the spread in bowl games the last two years. It's been gruesome for the Pac-12 here. So that, that's an interesting spread. I can go back and forth on this one. At one point, yes. Is SC motivated? Are they, did they feel like they still have a lame duck coach? They had a bad recruiting class? Or do they rightfully feel disrespected? They had a pretty good season. They ended the season on a high note by beating UCLA. Uh, you know, they, they beat Arizona State. They, they did not have a bad season. They had a disappointing season, maybe, but not a bad season. Do they have a motivation edge? I don't know. Usually, I would say absolutely Iowa has the motivation edge in this one. It's a much more important game to them. But SC is more talented. They could feel like, hey, everyone's talking about us in this low light. We were going to come out there and absolutely crush this Iowa team. They have much more speed than Iowa's seen all season long. So I think SC is going to keep it close here. I'm going to go ahead and take the T's, bump it up over the three, up over the seven, get them at plus eight. And I'm also going to take the under in this one. Iowa is going to run the ball. They're going to slow it down. So I think under 58 is a good number to have. So I'm going to take SC plus eight and under 58 in a teaser. This one's going to be a very interesting game. And I think we're hearing a lot of different opinions about this essay team from def different people and pro prognosticators across the country. Our final game that we're going to break down this evening on this pod here, Chris, is the Cheez-It Bowl. And this one's going to be delicious. Air Force <laughs> is a three-point favorite. They're taking on Washington State over under. Excuse me. Is, is, is Air Force the three-point favorite? Did I get that wrong? No, they are. Yes. Okay. Air Force. I couldn't believe it. Is a three-point favorite against Washington State. The over/under is a mind-boggling 68. This one's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of scoring. In this one, this one's from Chase Field in Phoenix at 10:15 Eastern. What are your thoughts here on this one? The Cheez-It Bowl. I liked me some plus odds when we're talking about 
free cheese. That's what we say in the in the business. We like to say free cheese <laughs> in games like this. Uh, Air Force minus three, even money. Um, yeah, I think there probably are going to be a lot of points in this game. Although sixty-eight, oof, I don't know. I don't know about that over/under. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna take the very disciplined Air Force Academy to show mm-hmm. up and play a full four quarters. And you did say take, you like the academies and the motivational edge as they come out. I there do. I like I like the season. discipline. I, yeah, getting to bed early, <laughs> getting to the field, getting stretched out. For sure. Um, that's uh, that's okay. my kind of it's my kind of team. There we go. All right. I like the over here. Normally, I'm not a guy that's going to chase the points, but you look at these two offenses. One is an air raid system that Mike Leach basically invented. They're throwing the ball all over the place, five wide every single play. They're just dropping bombs down the field. The other one is an option, triple option running team. Can these scout teams even replicate what the other team is going to try to do? Does does Air Force have five receivers that they can throw the ball downfield on their entire team? Does Washington State have a rushing attack that they can replicate. Normally, I like having, uh, I like fading these teams with weird gimmicky offenses because you give the defensive more time to prepare. But this is a special case here. And I do like this game to be competitive, which means that I do think we're going to see a lot of scoring. We're going to see it very close to the end of the game. So I'm actually going to chase this. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to have a lot of fun watching this game one way or another. Hopefully, it's with a win. So go ahead and take the over 68. And again, 317-1 against the spread. Pac-12 teams the last two seasons. So you're going and you're fading the Pac-12 here. I think that's a good idea to do throughout this bowl season. All right. That was a good episode here. This is episode two breaking down the bowls we're gonna have episode three dropping your way later this week potentially uh, on sometime this week and hopefully before the games get going on saturday any final thoughts here any, any sort of gift philosophy ideas for the parents out there or anyone else significant others chris as as we approach uh christmas here on wednesday never underestimate the power of gifting a doodad so when you're in that last minute you're like oh god i'm just gonna get a gift card don't go gift card go doodad i've been seeing lots of awesome <laughs> ads for jar openers or not a sponsor glove. by the way at yeah, all. not a sponsor <laughs> i'm not no brand names of jar openers but jar openers uh gloves that you can wash pots with uh you know slipper <laughs> very, warmers. Very functional advice that's what i'm saying just you utilitarian yeah, yeah. is always Something better you can use. yes okay. giving a gift card is saying i gave up don't give up go to go get a doodad Get an eight sleep pod. I mean, that's, that's really the move. Get, I would get love it. Dollars off. Yeah. All right. Well, want to thank our sponsor, Eight Sleep. Want to thank Believe. We never even gave our Twitter follow or our Twitter handles here, Chris. We were, wanted to dive into the game so much. You can find me at smaxwell seven one three, Chris at Lou Mandingo Rock, and Stag Capital at Stag Cap. And of course, this is the Believe Podcast Network. That's B L E A V Believe dot com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Happy Hanukkah to all the members of the tribe celebrating that. Happy Kwanzaa to everyone celebrating that holiday as well. This was episode 26 of Believe in Betting LA for the Believe Podcast Network for Stag Capital. For Chris Lewis, I'm Sam Maxwell. Merry Christmas. See you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.